Hello and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. It is episode 17 and um, I've already done an episode on American idioms, but it was fairly popular. So it seems as if people would like to learn more about American idioms. So I figured... Why not record another podcast of idioms? Because there is plenty to go around. Um, In episode 15, I talked about all the countries that had listeners in them from this podcast. And since the last podcast, there are two more countries that have tuned in. So thank you very much, India and Oman. And um, what I did with the other countries was I also gave the adjective form of the country if you wanted to to describe someone who is from that country. So if you are from India, you are Indian. Not to be confused with Native Americans, which we call the indigenous people who were in North America and in South America before the Europeans came in the 1400s. So Indian, India, and Oman. If you are from Oman, you would be Omani in English. Um, Italy is still the number one country for most listeners. So thank you so much for all the love. I should say, grazie mille, ciao, ciao a tutti, uh, buongiornati, uh, benvenuti sul mio canale. I hope I pronounced all of that right, but thank you so much, Italy. And uh, let's get into the idioms right after this quick break from our sponsor. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. I got 10 more idioms for you today. These are very common. And again, like idioms, um, I said before, they just don't really make any sense. You can't figure out where the definition comes from because the term is pretty unrelated to the actual action that's taking place. So, 10 more for you today. I will do my best to explain them, uh, but sometimes there is no explanation for them because they are so different from what is being said. The first one, flying off the handle. 
flying off the handle. That is when someone gets extremely upset. For instance, maybe when you lived at home with your parents, or maybe you still do, and maybe you had a curfew, which was is what we call the time when a person should be home. So teenagers in the United States often have a curfew at maybe midnight. So your curfew is midnight, but maybe you come home later than midnight. You missed your curfew and maybe your parents go flying off the handle. They get really upset because you didn't call. They didn't know where you were for an hour. Maybe you get home at one o'clock. They would fly off the handle. They would be very upset with you, very mad, very triggered. I think we talked about this in a previous podcast. Triggered. If someone gets upset, it's slang. But that's what a lot of kids, I call them kids, teenagers, are saying these days. Triggered. Bro, why are you so triggered? Maybe you got upset with someone a little too quickly. You flew off the handle. So that's number one. Number two, excuse me, is to jump the shark. To jump the shark. This is used for television shows. When they do something just really stupid, they come out with a really dumb episode that makes the viewers get upset and it is called Jump the Shark. This comes from a show called Happy Days in the 1970s in the United States where the main character of the show, his name was the Fonz, Arthur Fonzarelli, the Fonz, he literally jumped a shark on water skis. And it was at that point, viewers of the show, most of them, were like, oh, this show is done. I need to stop watching. So now, whenever a television show just makes a really bad mistake, a very dumb blunder, and people stop watching, that is their jump the shark moment. So number two, jump the shark. Number three, nobody likes number three, and that is a backseat driver. A backseat driver. So in your car, we have the front seat where the driver sits with the steering wheel. And then you have the back seat where everybody sits behind that person. The drive, the backseat driver does not have to be in the back seat. They could be in the passenger side. But what all backseat drivers do is always comment on how the driver is driving. So even if you're sitting in the passenger seat, you're, you're technically in the front seat, but if you are telling the driver how to drive, wait, wait, stop. No, stop. You're going too, you're going too quickly. Come on. You're going too fast. Slow down. Slow down. Don't, why'd you have to hit that bump? Oh my gosh. This is going to take us forever to get there. You need to go quicker. That is what backseat drivers would say. And the driver, of course, just wants to drive. Leave me alone. But backseat drivers can't help themselves. They always need to give critiques. 
They always need to give um, feedback. But probably the driver doesn't want that. They just want to be able to drive. So backseat drivers, nobody likes them, but we all know them. A backseat driver. Number four is bend over backwards. Bend over backwards. That means when you are really going out of your way to help somebody, which is another idiom. We'll call that a bonus idiom, to go out of your way, to bend over backwards. It means you are providing a lot of help to somebody. For example, excuse me, for example, maybe it is a friend of yours who is struggling with money and maybe you do everything you can. Maybe you even open up a room in your house or your apartment and you let that friend stay with you for a while so they can get back on their feet, to use yet another idiom, so they can get back financially, so they can get their money back and move out on their own. You bend over backwards for that person. Maybe you provide meals for them. Bending over backwards is offering a lot of help. To get somebody back on their feet again means so that they have enough money to survive. Maybe somebody has been fired from their job or they lost their job. Their boss fired them and maybe they don't have any money. So you bend over backwards to help them get back on their feet again. Maybe you know somebody who has a job for them and you give them a job or at least you get them an interview for the job. That would be bending over backwards for someone. Bend over backwards. Number five is a pretty easy one. It's a lemon. A lemon. And when you talk about a car that is just not ever working... Like maybe you bought it and on the second day it starts giving you problems. That would be a lemon. So if you ever hear of a car referred to as a lemon, just like the fruit, the yellow fruit, the sweet, uh, I'm sorry, sour citrus fruit, a lemon, if it's a car, it's just sour. It's not working. Um, Maybe you have to put so much money into it that you lose money. That's a lemon. A car that is always broken is a lemon. Number six, crack someone up. To crack someone up. That means you make them laugh really hard to crack someone up. Maybe it's one of those nights and you're hanging out with your friends and you're really tired and maybe they just say, Something that really cracks you up and you can't stop laughing. If you hear of cracking someone up, that means you are making them laugh really hard. Number seven. Number seven is a number. Just like we have for number five, a simple fruit, a lemon. Number seven is a number. And that number is 86. 86. 
If you come to the United States and you work in a restaurant, you will hear that number often. 86 means it's gone. It's been gotten rid of. For example, let's say you hear uh, you are waiting tables in a restaurant and you hear someone yell, 86 the corn. That means corn. You guys have run out of corn. There is no more corn to serve your customers. 86 the beef. No more beef. Um, A less common way to use 86 would be maybe you have plans with somebody. You'd say, ah, 86 those plans. That means get rid of those plans. 86 them. You can turn 86 the number into a verb. 86 the corn. 86 the beef. 86 our plans. Get rid of them. Number eight. For all of you French speakers, I do apologize, but we do have a term that some people say, it's mostly older people, uh, my age, and people who are in their 40s or older, and if you hear someone say, oh, excuse my French, that means they just swore. They just said some cuss words. They might have dropped an F-bomb. That's another idiom too. The F-bomb, it's for the the very bad word in English that starts with an F. So after someone swears, or maybe right before they swear, they would say, excuse my French, but she is a beep. Excuse my French. That is number eight. Going along with swearing or cussing, as they say in the southern United States, cussing, saying bad words, If somebody flips you the bird, that means they have extended their middle finger in your direction. So if you don't know what the middle finger is, place your hand in front of your face, a couple feet away, turn it around, and then it's the longest one. And if you put all of your other fingers down except for the longest one, You have just flipped yourself the bird. And flipping the bird is um, something that I can't say. But it's not a good thing. Just in case any kids are listening. Um, It goes along with all of the things that you would say, excuse my French for. So if you flip the bird to someone, you're giving them the middle finger. And I know it's a little different in each country, but... I think most people are familiar with giving somebody the finger or flipping the bird or giving them the middle finger. I know like in Italy, if you put your, your pointer finger or your index finger to like your dimple to your cheek and twist, that means you like the food. Pretty sure about that. We don't do that in America, but we do flip the bird. We do give the middle finger. Um, If you happen to leave a comment on Instagram, I would love to hear what you do in your country to show someone that they have upset them. Um, Flipping the bird works really well in a car because maybe there is 
a driver who is not driving the way you want them to. And if they've really upset you, you can flip the finger. You can flip the bird. You can give them the middle finger. Um, There may be repercussions. They may get upset with you. And they may want to fight you. And we call that road rage. When somebody gets triggered or flies off the handle when they're driving. Um, Yeah, that's called road rage. And tragically, some people have actually died because of road rage. So, but road rage, little bonus idiom there. It's when at least two drivers are upset with each other. Maybe one of them pulls over and the other one pulls over and they start fighting, physically fighting. It doesn't have to be physical. It could be just verbal fighting, but road rage when drivers are upset with each other over each other's driving. And the last one, number 10, get over it. If someone tells you to get over it, that means you need to move past whatever triggered you. Just get over it. Maybe you're in a bad mood. Maybe somebody did something to you that you didn't want and you're mad. And maybe you just won't let it go. There's another idiom for you. Maybe you just cling to that anger. Maybe you're just holding on to that anger and you can't get over it. You know, somebody might say, let it go. Just let it go. I think there's a Disney song that Frozen, like let it go. I am definitely not going to sing. But let it go, that means the same thing as get over it. Like, stop worrying about it. Just, Just get over it. Move past it. All right, so I hope these have been helpful. I hope you've learned something today. Maybe your English has gotten a little better. That's my goal for this podcast. But I do appreciate you listening and all the love, and I appreciate it, and I will see you next time.